something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeart Radio and Cool, Cool, Cool Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny off-brand upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News, not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news, from the wild and funny to the deep and hidden to the absolutely ridiculous. I'm Bill Worley, an Atlanta-based comedian, and I'm a filmmaker. And more importantly, I believe a bowl of cereal is appropriate for breakfast, lunch, and of course, dinner. Bill, those are wise words of advice. We'd all be better off if we heeded those words. Hey everyone, my name is Mark Kendall. I'm an Atlanta-based comedian. I'm super happy to be here. Uh, I came here to chew gum and kick butt in that order and I have a lifetime supply of gum. So that's lucky for everybody, you know. But today, in honor of the new Batman movie that's dropping, uh, the Batman, uh, as well as the dozens of Batmans that have come before, uh, we've decided to dedicate uh, this episode to all things Batman. So we're talking villains, we're talking sidekicks, even fun, interesting, little known facts. Uh, so Bill, I figured we'd kick things off uh, with some ridiculous news nibbles, Batman edition. So we are going to talk about some interesting behind the scenes facts uh, from the Batman movie starring Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Even if you stay tuned, we might even get Batman himself. You think so? I don't know. You know, we put out a lot of requests. We, I, I, I taped something to the a flashlight. I've been flashing okay. it in the sky. I mean, like, I, I made a bat signal the other day what? and like lit it up over my roof and like, uh, what's it called? Pounded pots and pans together. So I don't know. We're definitely going to get them then. I, okay. I, have okay, my fingers cool. crossed. I like your optimism. Yeah. I'm, okay. That's great. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so before we hop into these behind the scenes facts about the new Batman movie coming out, maybe we can read the log line real quick of the movie just to kind of like 
get us into the mood of what this new one's bringing. So in his second year of fighting crime, Batman uncovers corruption in Gotham City that connects to his own family while facing a serial killer known as the Riddler. So that's the premise for this one. It's a good logline. And what I like is it's his second year of fighting crime. How many times have we seen his parents die? Thank you, the Batman makers, for not putting us through that again. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times, too, I mean, like, I don't see all the superhero movies that come out, but it feels like a lot of them are, like, the origin story. What I kind of like is this is, like, it seems like, based off of that logline, it's not necessarily going to be the origin story. It's just, like, Batman early on in his career, which is cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So this movie starring Robert Pattinson in the titular role of Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Mm. We got Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Selena Kyle. Uh, Paul Dano is playing uh, Edward Nashton, uh, or the Riddler. And then Colin Farrell is going to be the Penguin. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, we haven't seen it yet. Uh, but, you know, be prepared, Mark, because it turns out that this Batman has the longest runtime of any Batman movie ever at two hours and 55 minutes. Dang. That's a lot of Batman. That's a lot of Batman. That's a lot of any movie. You know, and let me let me go ahead and I'm not at all paid, but there's an app that I like to use called Runpe. That's R U N P E E. Whenever, and it's been a while since I've been to the movies with the pandemic, but it'll tell you if you're going to a movie the best times to go pee, uh, and if you do go pee, it'll tell you what happened when you were were peeing. It'll tell you what happened if you go in a little bit late, and if you set a timer when you movie starts, it'll vibrate to let you know now's a good time. <laughs> that is an awesome app. I wish that existed for other like functions in life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like whether it's like work meetings or just like, you know, really good conversations. And it's like, man, I got to go pee or whatever. I don't want to miss the nuances of this conversation when I come back because someone's got to fill me in. You know, it's cool. It's innovative. Anytime you just say, hey, guys, run peace. Tell me it's a good time to go. Uh, and just have one person do a summary. I think you can make that work for any, I mean, that's a, not an awkward conversation to have. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about this movie is, uh, like a bunch of other movies coming out at this time, it was very much affected by COVID, you know? So I think they took a production break like a bunch of other movies did at the time. And then they also had to halt production again in September, 2020, uh, when someone contracted COVID, a lot of people were saying that that, was in fact Robert Pattinson, uh, apparently, uh, it seems uh, that sources say that he was the person that got uh, COVID. The, although in the uh, Vanity Fair article that uh, published that story, Warner Brothers didn't confirm or deny necessarily. Did the Batman get COVID? Batman, it's kind of on the mark. So that that is that is you know that's true. I'm gonna assume that's true, Bill. Yes, I'm gonna assume that's true. Yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> It's yeah. not a conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> and one of my favorite things about this new Batman, and uh, uh, Mark shared with me before we started recording, that uh, something you should know about Mark Kendall, the amazing comedian, my wonderful co-host and friend, is that his favorite food, uh, one of his favorite foods, is Oreos. And the Batman film, this new Batman film, is getting its own line of limited edition Oreos in some markets, but the United States is not one of them. Bill, isn't that crazy? That's, That's just odd to me. Because, I mean, I feel like there are these really cool-looking Batman cookies mm-hmm. where it's like the Rid- Riddler insignia is like on the, on the uh, cookie icing and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, like, you know, Batman, as far as I understand, 
he's most popular in America anyway. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I imagine that he's got international appeal or whatever, but it's just like, just seems, I don't know. I'm holding out hope that eventually it does see a release stateside, but it's just like, huh? You know? Right. I hope so too. I'm especially for your sake, but maybe we can make, yeah. you know, maybe they can make a subject. I mean, they're, they're made in New York city. They were originally developed there. Um, oh, I didn't know. Oreos are made in New York city. Yeah. That's where they there. first came from. So I don't know oh, why they oh. wouldn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why Canada? But yeah. the, the commercial that uh, you showed me is, is surprisingly dark for an Oreo commercial. For an Oreo commercial, it's surprisingly dark. It's a nice piece of art. Uh, if you guys look up like Batman limited edition Oreos on YouTube, you can find it. It's like a, you know, 30, 35 second commercial. And they do a lot of like animation with the Oreo cookies. It's actually very beautiful. It is well done. It makes me frustrated that I'll never enjoy it, you know? Uh, hold out hope, Mark. Someone out yeah. there. Someone, if you're Canadian and you're listening, yeah. reach out. Reach out. Reach out. Yeah. Follow us on IG. IG. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bill, all this kind of talk about the upcoming Batman, Robert Pattinson being Batman for the first time in this movie makes me want to ask you, what's your favorite Batman mm-hmm. of all time? Or or can you name like all the Batmans you've experienced in your lifetime? Man, you know what? I was thinking about this and I was going to ask you this question, but thank you for throwing it at me. I don't know that I oh, can because yeah, sure, there's so many Batmans. <laughs> I mean, I'm 39 yeah. years old. And I have experienced quite a lot of Batmans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Val Kilmer, uh, George Clooney, um, uh, Robert Patterson is the new Batman. Christian Bale. I think Christian Bale, you know, Michael Keaton always is going to hold a place in my heart as Batman. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a wonderful, amazing job as Batman. Mm-hmm. But I just enjoyed the Christian Bale movies so much mm-hmm. um, that... When I think of Batman, he's kind of, it's between him and Michael Keaton who pops in my head. And I think Christian Bale was, he's had such a great supporting cast and, you know, Heath Mm -hmm. Ledger and Michael Caine, uh, that, not that he's not an amazing actor, but those other actors brought him up. So, uh, I'm going to say it's, it's 65% Michael Keaton and 35%, um, uh, Christian Bale. Ooh, I like the percentages answer. That's fun. <laughs> I enjoy that. Um, just for uh, contrast, I'm just going to go all in on uh, Val Kilmer. Nice. Um, the reason is, is I mean, I, th- I agree with you uh, a lot in the sense that like, I feel like the Christian Bale Batman movies are probably the movies that I enjoy the most, just like in totality with like that cast Christopher Nolan directing it and just like the look of it, the performances. And then of course, like Keaton, like collaborating with Tim Burton, Mm. you know, uh, Prince doing the soundtrack for the first Batman movie, like a lot of great stuff happening. However, you know, uh, Batman forever starring Val Kilmer. That was the first Batman movie I saw in theaters. So previous to that, you know, I had seen Adam West in reruns of the Batman television show yeah which is nice and campy and colorful and fun especially as a kid yeah you know very fun like watching batman fight uh folks and having like pow and bam pop up on the screen no one's really been able to bring that back you know like the whole you punch you bam pow it's you only see it when you see it you just think of the original adam west batman yeah yeah i i think that that is effective i thought it was like really effective and fun you know agreed uh 
But Batman Forever, that was the first one I saw in theaters. I was probably like eight at the time. <laughs> and it felt like, even though in comparison to other Batmans, uh, it is not gritty and dark. But for an eight-year-old me, I was like, wow, look at this gritty and dark portrait of a city, <laughs> you know, like corrupted. <laughs> and there's this man, Val Kilmer or Batman that's there to stop it. You know, everything seemed larger in life. I had Jim Carrey, who was also one of my uh, favorite actors of the time. Yes. Seal did the song Kiss from the Rose from the soundtrack, Such a good song. which like by any standards is one of the best like songs from a movie of all time. Amen. So I think, you know, for me, when I think of Batman, I think my childhood brain goes back to Val. Well, it sounds to me, Mark, like it's like the whole experience of that film, not just Val. Mm-hmm. But have you seen the documentary about Val Kilmer where he talks about his experience being Batman? No, um, it's that very, sounds great. It's a great documentary. It's on Amazon. Um, and uh, he talks about how miserable he was because when he put on that suit, and I think a lot of these actors experience it, there's no holes in the ears where the ears are. So he can't really? hear anything. So really? he was trying to react. He said he just felt very stiff. That's why he actually turned it down. They offered him, he was supposed to be Batman again, and he turned it down. It was such a miserable experience for him. But I think he did it. I mean, he's a, an incredible actor. I think he, he gave it his all. But it was funny to hear the behind the scenes about how much it just kind of warmed down. I've heard that that... That's the first time I've heard about the ears being blocked, mm-hmm. but I've also heard that the suit's like super heavy yeah. and like they look weighed down when they perform as Batman. So that makes sense. Yeah. And costume designers, I don't, they do amazing things, but how hard is it to just put some holes in the ears? I don't know. Seems, like how much money are you spending? I feel like as an actor, you need to be able to hear your fellow actors, but. I, I wondered like, do they think it'd look weird? Like if they did, if Batman turned to the side and you did see a hole. Is that <laughs> just because I because I've never seen that. So maybe that so would true. be like maybe they tried that and they're like, sorry, we can't do this. It looks terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, Well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public... 
the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. And we're back, Mark. You know, we just mentioned, I, I, I would be, uh, feel bad if we didn't call out some more of the Batmans that we've experienced um, in our lives. So many Batmans. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, you know, we mentioned Adam West. The, the originals, uh, Lewis G. Wilson was the first actor to play Batman um, at 23, back in 1943. Of course, I don't, I, I never saw his take on it. Um, maybe it was brilliant. I'm not sure. Robert Lowry. And then, uh, was the next one, and then we got to Adam West. Um, come around, we got Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton, George Clooney. We mentioned, and something we we forgot was Batfleck, Mister Ben Affleck. I didn't watch all the Ben Affleck appearances as Batman, you know. So I know he did like a Justice League, Batman versus Superman. And I know he's popped up in the DC universe more than once. Something that I thought was interesting about Ben Affleck's performance was like. I liked his Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I feel like that was something that I was kind of like interesting. He, he wasn't in no shade to Ben Affleck. He wasn't my favorite Batman, but sure. I, but I enjoyed his Bruce Wayne is what I would say. Yeah. And one day, Matt Damon, maybe he'll make a guest appearance with him. Cause that's who I'm always waiting for in Affleck movies. Um, yeah. And then the, the two other ones that we were missing is Will Arnett, who was Lego Batman. Love Will Arnett's voice. Anytime right. Will Arnett talks, I want to listen. Um, whether he's Batman or Job from Arrested Development, they're illusions, Michael. Um, and uh, and then, of course, the animated series, um, which was such a great... Uh, th- growing up, I, on Saturday morning cartoons, uh, I would wake up, I was so excited to watch Batman, which was Kevin Conroy, um, was the actor who voiced that Batman. And of course, uh, Mark Hamill, who played the incredible Joker in that animated series. Yeah, some really good voice work on that show. Oh my gosh, so good. Really great. But speaking of of those main characters, let's get into the ridiculous character because Batman's been a while around for quite a while. Um, yeah. And that means that there's been a lots and lots of Batman villains. And let me tell you, not all of them have made <laughs> it into the movies. Uh, Bill, there are so many villains that are just hilarious where you're like, did someone do this just to see if they could get away with it? Did someone do this because they were out of ideas? A combination of both. He's had some fantastic, fantastic villains. Uh, one that I want to mention first is uh, Condiment King. Uh, so Condiment King, their first appearance was in Batman the Animated Series, an episode called Make Him Laugh. That's from 1994. So Condiment King is the villain who commits crimes with a gun that shoots things like ketchup and mustard, uh, while making condiment-related puns, um, so it's it's wild that I thought that was so. F- there's a, there's a picture of him shooting ketchup at someone, and which is horrible. I mean, it's just like if someone shot like a gallon of ketchup at me, I'd be very upset. Yeah, that's yeah, true. But, it would really know. stink. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like a, a, a evil villain power, but it seems incredibly no. annoying. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's just like. It feels like, I mean, aside from someone shooting with ketchup at 
the wrong time, which would not be good. It seems like in any other circumstance, I'd be elated to see Condiment King. You know, I'd be super happy to see someone that's like, I got ketchup, mustard, sriracha, many varieties of hot sauce, Mm. chipotle mayo, whatever. It's just like, it seems like that'd be fantastic. They'd be great at parties. Yeah. They'd be you, great at parties. You know what? Yeah. The honey mustard. I'm going to rely on his honey mustard <laughs> stash that maybe he keeps in his sock, the little honey yeah. mustard gun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that would totally, in, in, uh, the chipotle mayo, drop mm-hmm. that on me. You know what? Yeah. I think, yeah, if, if, if you know, as this pandemic is ending, they want to yeah. get people back to stores, get you a condiment, uh, a condiment right. character. Let's, let's bring them back. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Condiment King. If if I'm gonna go into Burger King, I expect Condiment King to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely change how I feel about going inside of a restaurant. <laughs> just um, you mentioning that bill is just funny because I just think about you know a Burger King restaurant being on the side of the road, but then next door someone's like, "I'm opening up Condiment King. It's a restaurant, nothing but condiments, you know, and all the condiments are free because people don't pay for condiments." <laughs> It goes out of business like in a day. And it's like, I still do what I want. You know, like <laughs> that's America and it's beautiful. And then yeah, that, yeah. that documentary goes on to win seven Oscars about seven the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, another uh, crazy villain uh, that appeared in 1946 in Boy Commandos number 15 was Crazy Quilt. Um, oh, snap. Deafening opponents with his loud wardrobe choices. Uh, he basically had a costume. Um, he, the reason he had this crazy quilt costume, he had a rare form of colorblindness, uh, which oh. drove him insane. Which oh my just goodness. seems very inappropriate <laughs> for present day. Yeah. Um, I know some colorblind people, and they are not insane because they are no. colorblind. They yeah. seem slightly annoyed. Uh, occasionally, if if you ask mm-hmm. him, how's this green shirt look, you might get a, yeah. a glance or two. Um, right, right. But I just don't think it's good to associate it with insane villainry. Yeah, that's that's rough. And, if, and like, yeah, it's just... Also, too, I mean, like, thinking about some of these villains, like, ridiculous or not, some of these people, it's just like, I don't know, man, they just... Batman's got a lot of resources. It just seems odd that it's just like, if you're Batman, you're a very smart person. You got all these resources. You see someone having a tough time because something's going on with their vision. It's like, hey, we're going to take you someplace, get you some help, as opposed to like, I'm going to thrash them. You know what I'm saying? It's just like odd response, you know? Yeah, Batman, you could totally help this guy figure out how to work with his uh, colorblindness. Um, And his helmet provided him with normalized vision. that seems like something he could have just, this villain could have put on the market. He wouldn't need to rob anymore. <laughs> right. All of yeah. a sudden, he's just making millions. Yeah. Uh, another villain I want to talk about, Bill, is, uh, I think this may be my favorite villain, is uh, Calendar Man. <laughs> uh, so, Calendar Man, uh, imagine someone wearing a calendar, and that's what you'll find if you Google Calendar Man. His first appearance was in 1958. In the Detective Comics, uh, episode number 259. Uh, so uh, this is a description from an article on GameSpot. Originally, a calendar man was a goofy character that only committed crimes on holidays, <laughs> which is just wild. 
It's so, that's so good. This is one that actually does kind of scare me for some reason, because Calendar Man, oh, yeah. just someone that just holds you incredibly accountable for all the, <laughs> the things, the balls you drop in life is yeah, like, somewhat well, How about those New Year's resolutions, Bill? <laughs> how are they going, Bill? Bill, you blocked off two to three to, to mow the lawn. Did that happen? That it Bill, happened. it's your aunt's birthday. Did you remember? <laughs> no. Because today's her birthday. Did you call her? Sorry, Calendar Man, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Only commits crimes on holidays. However, uh, he became quite a chilling figure during the 90s, 1996 storyline, The Long Halloween. Uh, he's one of the few weird villains that got an update uh, for the better. And he's even appeared in games like Batman Arkham Asylum and ba- Batman Arkham City. I- I've played those games. I, I-, I don't mm-hmm. remember uh, his appearance in those, but I like kind of like the goofier original version mm-hmm. where he only commits crimes on holidays. There's something about that that's... <laughs> pretty funny mainly because it's just like if you can find him when it's not a holiday he's not going to do anything <laughs> so it seems like that'd be a time to neutralize him you know and and, and you also know when to expect him right <laughs> it's very yeah. poor choice like we know yeah, it's hey, like, you know it's 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 the fourth of july keep an eye out <laughs> And his costume, Mark, like you said, like his costume uh, is very great. The original costume, he has a big number one and a big number 31 and a bunch of blocks. His cape kind of looks like a calendar. It's super cheesy and is on the top of his head. It's got the full 30 day. I mean, well done. Well done costume design. (laughs) Yeah. Another villain, Bill, that was kind of kind of ridiculous. This one's called the Maid of Wood Killer. All right. So their debut appearance was in the Detective Comets number 786 in 2003. And so uh, this is the description. They were a regular everyday person. They owned a sporting goods store. And then one day there was an accident or a kerfuffle at the store between uh, the sportsmaster and Green Lantern. So their store gets destroyed. And so then I guess that launches them into a life of crime where they kill people with the baseball bat. Oh, jeez. And they call themselves the Maid of Wood Killer. And it's just very strange. You know? That's like someone being like the Starbucks killer where you own a Starbucks. It gets destroyed. And then you kill people by like throwing hot coffee at them. Wow. It's very strange. That, you know, that is a little terrifying, I have to say. Like, one, the hot coffee image that you just threw at me, but also... I'm sorry, I didn't didn't mean to scare you. No, no. I mean, that's (laughs) what villains are all about. And and then (laughs) the fact that this guy just beats people up with bats um yeah well that is scary to me i think that's his name might be his real achilles hill the made of wood <laughs> killer <laughs> you know um yeah i the, uh, another one that uh is fun from batman 660 was a short-lived character mark uh named mm-hmm. johnny karaoke um oh, snap. really wasn't anything <laughs> crazy about him he just sung into his cane a lot uh, and then he died. He was only in two issues uh, because he got shot in the head by Russian gangsters. And wow, I have to say, uh, someone running around singing, you know, into his cane, being shot by Russian gangsters, who's the bad guy uh, <laughs> in that scenario? Sorry, Johnny Karaoke. Um, yeah. There's something about that name that does have a nice ring to it, it you know what's your name i'm johnny karaoke baby i'm like all right sounds like a party yeah that doesn't even sound like a villain that just sounds like someone no. you know the guy that th- that's the nickname for the dude after three beers 
that just always wanted to go to karaoke in college. And like, it's fun, but you don't need to do it every night, Johnny. Um, (laughs) That's why we call you that. (laughs) You know, we got some uh, interesting Batman allies as well, you know? So, you know, we got like, you know, you got your Robins, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Your Nightwings uh, and whatnot. Uh, But there's also some other interesting sidekicks or friends of Batman that uh, popped up in certain places. Um, So I was looking up on Batman wiki and apparently there was a bat cow. So there was a cow that came to be uh, in the Batman universe and like its hair or its fur on its face was in the shape of a bat. And so uh, one of Batman's younger protégés rescued this cow, kept it on Wayne Manor and it was known as bat cow. And that is comforting to me. That is comforting. Bat Cow. Do you think Bat Cow was like a dairy cow? Like, did did he give regular, or she, I should say, give regular milk? Was, well, you know, in the picture that they have, it looks like it could be a dairy cow, you know, um, for, for, all, for all we know. I wonder if it's just like a lot of maybe uh, uh, protein, heavy on the protein. Batman works out protein? a lot. Bat Cow's going to yeah. give those nutrients that you need. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, was there a special formula? I mean, let's face it, if it's in Wayne Manor, it's the best grass-fed beef, probably very pampered cow. Absolutely. Uh, um, I don't know if you've... Have you met a lot of cows in your life, Mark? You know, actually, you know what's interesting is, uh, no, I don't think so. Um, like, I've met, like, a bull. Ooh. And... Uh, okay. Maybe like a cow, but if I did, it had to have been uh, a long time. Yeah. I don't know why, but the the few times I've been around them, they seem so peaceful. Uh, oh, yeah? You know, they just, they got their seven stomachs. They're chowing down. Yeah. They seem very chill. I know, you know, they're they're very, in certain parts of the world, they're really um, worshipped and, and as opposed to here where we just kill and eat them a lot. Um, Random fact about me and cows, Bill. So... Mm-hmm. There's like on YouTube, there are these like hoof trimmers. So like they're the the people that go from they you know they work go from farm to farm, and they basically just kind of like uh, maintain cows' hooves, you know, because mm-hmm. they're kind of like uh, I think depending on like their living conditions. Like so, for example, like a lot of cows live on cement, mm, and that yes. can affect like the pressure on their feet and things like that, and so um, they can go lame pretty. Um, easily if they're not maintained and so there's like a community of like youtubers that are you know expert cow hoof trimmers and they don't like work on and and i watch these videos all the time because it is so relaxing because they go to these nice farms they walk you through like how they take care of the cow's hoofs and they use like all these different terms and i learn about like the cows you know i learn about the cows it's awesome you know this is a wonderful thing to learn about you. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Like, I, I know, like, random facts about cow's feet and how to maintain them. Like, like I know, like, you know, a lot of times, like, you'll have, like, a white line fracture. Sometimes that can make them go lame. Uh, sometimes, like, a cow might develop an ulcer and, like, the foot will naturally try to, like, regrow. So to, like, speed up that process, they'll, like, cut away all the loose horn. But hoof trimmers, like, don't necessarily have the clearance to, like, go into the interior of the foot. I th- This is... 
This is probably a different episode. Well, it, it is, but also I think is this Pat Cow's arch nemesis is like an evil hoof trimmer, someone that he oh thinks is coming. So Harvey the hoof trimmer, maybe he's got Johnny Karaoke, and they're coming in, and you know Bat Cow. I think we've maybe we've developed. I think I want to learn more about Bat Cow in this. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, if there was a villain, oh my gosh, that if you know, no joke, really. Like if you were an evil hoof trimmer. You could wreak havoc because it's just like if the if their feet don't work, it's just like they're oh, out of commission. Cows. You know, like that would be that would be a very effective villain. Oh, yeah. That'd be terrible. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. And we're back. You heard about some ridiculous villains. You've heard about some... Uh, 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 history of uh, how to take care of cow's hooves. Um, and now we're going to talk about just some ridiculous Batman facts. Yeah, so Bill, I uh, mentioned earlier how uh, Val Kilmer was my, uh, you know, childhood favorite Batman. Yes. Uh, but another really good Batman was George Clooney and Batman and Robin. Now, critically, uh, this movie didn't really do that well. And like, I don't know if it, how fondly is necessarily remembered by the remember general fond, public. Fondly at all. Yeah. I'm surprised you preface, you said another good Batman was George Clooney. Well, I, I guess that's out of respect to George Clooney. You know? I don't even know that he respects his, I have heard him say that he would give everybody who saw the movie a dollar <laughs> as an apology. I think he was on Conan saying that, which when you think about it, that's not enough money, George, but it's no. still, <laughs> it's still very nice. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of thought. Um, well, I guess I say all that to say 
I'm just trying to soften the blow a little bit because one of the things that I feel like I hear the most about when people talk about Batman and Robin is that movie, the bat suit has bat nipples on it. Yes. And you know, it's interesting that you mentioned, or it's funny that you mentioned George Clooney wanted to give everyone a dollar. Uh, Joel Schumacher, the director for Batman and Robin is also very apologetic. I was reading an uh, interview with him where he was kind of like apologizing for the movie. He's just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's wow. just apologizing. And he was apologizing for the nipples. He's just like, oh man, I know it, the, the vibe that I got from him when he was talking about the nipples is like, yes, I know the nipples, they didn't work. I'm sorry. I'm the nipple guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> and apparently I guess what happened was it's like, you know, with each Batman, their ability to work with leather to make these suits from movie to movie, the technology got better and better. Right. And I guess they were working with a really talented designer and it was just a choice that the designer offered. And then Joel Schumacher thought it was cool. And then they went with it and then it was just strange, it you was, know? Yeah. It's um, weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know if it says something about us as like a sexually repressed society or something that it was weird, but I, I George Clooney did say that, uh, quote, uh, Batman was just constantly cold, I guess. Oh, George. George, you know, uh, stick with Syriana, George. Um, the, you know, on top of the, the, the bat nipples being a strange mm -hmm. thing that, you know, mm -hmm. we'll never be able to forget about, uh, uh, there is a <laughs> Batman course that they actually teach as a real course called the science of Batman at the university of Victoria in Canada. I don't know why Canada gets all the good stuff. The Oreos. They get the Oreos. They get the classes. Um, the course <sighs> description reads that it's about the extreme range of adaptability of the human body explored through the life of the caped crusader. Oh, wow. That'd be an interesting course, you know? Because I feel like there's just like a lot to talk about the character of Batman. So aside from just like everything that happens in the comics, also just kind of like the implications of that character in general. So like Bill, you know, you know, we've talked about Batman and it's just like, you know, people joke sometimes like his superpower is that he's rich, you know? Right. And like, and it's like, is his approach to things? Does it really make sense? And yet like that character resonates. Like it's, it it's, does. he's a compelling character to watch, you know, like, he is. I think it's the darkness of him. I think you feel bad for someone when their parents were shot right in Absolutely. front of him. You know, that's a good way to get people on your side. Um, but the billionaire thing has always been hard to relate to. I think that's where Spider-Man, for example, has a little bit of an up on Batman. But, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, they do. It's, it is, I think there's the, the, the funness of thinking about being that character. You already got everything you need materially but your soul needs to be filled by just beating up people <laughs> that are causing crimes. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, to the shout out to Christian Bale earlier, I thought Christopher Nolan did a really good job kind of examining that backstory in, in his films. Um, but, you know, Agreed. He, yeah. he, you know, speaking of, of, of crazy, ridiculous Batman facts, yeah. obviously he didn't make the first Batman movie. In fact, Andy Warhol, Mark, directed the first ever Batman movie titled Batman Dracula in 1964. Um, however, it was made without the descent, you know, the uh, consent of DC comics uh, and save for a few images, all of the copies of the film have been lost. 
That sounds so interesting. I would love to see an Andy Warhol Batman movie. Can readers listening, that is something that needs to, uh, or readers listening, all you listeners out there, uh, if you have any sort of connection to the Batman Dracula, please let us know. Um, it needs to be found. This needs to be unearthed. Uh, you know, the Beatles Let It Be documentary came out not too long ago. It was a huge hit. Uh, I want to see what Andy Warhol did be so interesting the other thing too just going off of the title alone batman dracula i'm kind of like did andy warhol think that batman was a vampire because it's not batman versus dracula it's batman dracula so like is that why they're like no this is you're thinking about something else you know right or or was it was it that you know because dracula turns into a bat Right. Did he, mm-hmm. did Andy Warhol just not know about Batman <laughs> and then thought that he created this term? Uh, yeah. I mean, he seemed pretty, pretty unique character. Uh, yeah. But we'll never know unless you, listener, find, find it, do the research. We're going to, we're going to keep our nose to the ground. Um, but we, we need to find out what's the real yeah. story behind Batman Dracula. So, uh, Bill, there was an interesting study done, a uh, publication. Um, there's an author and assistant professor named, uh, Darren Hudson, uh, or sorry, Darren Hudson Hick. Uh, and they did a study at a certain point and they estimated that it would cost someone about 300 million, uh, to equip themselves in a way to become Batman. And so it didn't include everything. So apparently like this study did not include like the bat plane, the bat boat or the helicopters and the, you know, all this other stuff. But he, he, they pegged it around 300 million. 300 million, even without all that stuff. So what do you have for $300 million? My guess is that's primarily like the supercomputer and the Batcave and then like the car, you know. Got it. And probably like a couple other things. Got it. Um, it seems low. I'm going to be honest with you. That seems like... Oh, absolutely. Number, absolutely. Nowadays. Yeah. I mean, it's just like... Yeah, because it's just like, not only are you paying for those things, but it's like you have to pay for it in a way so that it doesn't, like, come back to you, you know? <laughs> right. Like, and I don't know how that works. I mean, like, in, I think as Batman Begins, they show Christopher Nolan building, or uh, uh, Christian Bale, uh, sh- building a lot of that stuff himself, but it's just like, wasn't building that himself, Mm-mm. you know? No. You no. Know? Billionaire guy? No. That you you can hire people to do that for you, Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In reality, Batman is just you know running a vigilante uh, group of mercenaries <laughs> sitting back. Maybe he has the chair with all the screens, but I don't know if yeah. he's actually going out there beating people up. Uh, but you know, not only did he used to, you know, we know him as beating people up, but also Batman used to kill people. Um. Most I was surprised people, by this. I didn't realize this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh, his no-killing stance uh, that a lot of us kind of know of today, um, you know, which kind of varies. I mean, I feel like the, the the cartoon Batman, I feel like that was very prevalent. I will say in the Tim Burton Batman, I mean, he blew up a factory with a bunch of henchmen in it. Pretty sure people died. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but he was originally a gun-toting vigilante who would... Uh, not only shoot his enemies, but throw them in vats of acid, break their necks with karate kicks, and the worst, it's terrible, hang them from the bat plane. That's 
That's graphic. Right. <laughs> that's graphic. See, is the, and that's is that the where we're coming to after this the Batman since it's rated PG thirteen. I don't know that we're gonna get that level of uh, of violence. Um, but maybe if there's a crossover between like the Saw franchise and the Batman <laughs> franchise, um, we have crazy torturer Batman. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what direction they go with this new one. Cause just going off of the trailer alone, it seems like they're definitely continuing with that certain level of grit and darkness and like that, you know, that bashing, you know, physicality. Uh, so yeah, I'm curious. Well, uh, Mark, I know that you put up your, your light. I know you, you clanged your pans to try and get yeah. Batman to come. And I know yeah. that you also were making a lot of bat sounds. Can you recreate the, for our, our audience the, the sound of a bat? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, of course. It, it just sort of depends. Do we, are we talking like a North American bat? Are we talking a South American bat? Let's go with Those North, are the main two. Let's I do know. North American. The ones North that American. Oh, uh, sorry. Let me try that. <laughs> Not to be fair, you might be like, Mark, a bat doesn't sound like that. And it's like, I know that. But it's just like, that's the sound that you make when you want to attract a bat ah, into the space. Got it. Yeah. Because I think um, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine named Fred, and he was just kind of saying, like, the mistake most people make is it's just like, you make the sound of a bat. They have all their bat friends. You need to make a sound that says, like, come here's a safe space. You know? <laughs> A bat just flew by my window, so I think just even going through the headphones, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's also very effective, so like I'm very careful when I choose to deploy that talent. Yeah, th- yeah. Thank yeah. you for for letting us know right now. If you're if you're listening, I hope you you know don't go back and replay it. Um, right. Uh, and it looks like is that right, Tari, our wonderful producer, Tari? Do we have Batman on the line? Oh, we have Batman coming into the studio. Hello. My level's good. I am the knight. Oh my God. Batman, I'm so, we are so excited to have you here. Oh, not as excited as I am. I'm excited for justice. Amen. Yeah, you have been such a, an amazing character. We've been talking about your long history. Um, and also, you know, no, you're normally not out during the day. So thanks for making the trip. I am the knight. So therefore, I'm the knight wherever I go. You know, it, I bring the darkness with me. We did have to. Actually, I'm just going to click out the lights, though, the, if that's okay. I, yeah, it's a little harder. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Thanks. Oh, oh, the darkness. It soothes me. And Batman, so so I, we don't know a whole that's lot. That's my about, name. We don't know a whole lot about your identity. I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, in in the comics, we we know your identity, but what what is it that you do primarily, Batman, for money? Oh well, Bill, I'm so glad that you said that. Uh, basically, you know, I look at myself as a brand, you know, and so as a brand, I need to conduct myself like that. Okay, like a lot of people, they become a superhero, and what they really don't realize is you have to figure out a way to monetize your skills and talents. You know, when I first started becoming a vigilante, I didn't really know how to promote myself. Mm. You know what I mean? I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't on Instagram. I wasn't on TikTok. I wasn't on all these places. And then meanwhile, I'm like, how am I not making money? (laughs) I just answered my own question. So you're you're a Batman influencer. Well, look, Bill, here's the thing. If you want to be a superhero, that's what you're getting into. All right. 
So I realize it's not comfortable for everyone, but I'm here trying to be more transparent about what it means to be a superhero. Earlier, y'all were saying that it takes $300 million to be me. No, absolutely not. Okay. It's way more expensive. Oh, We as superheroes need to be way more transparent about how much it costs to be a superhero, as well as like, what are your rates? Share these things online. You know what I mean? Let's talk about this. Let's get it out in the open so that we can all be on the same page. Look, the bat signal, yes, it's iconic. Yes, it's an effective means of, you know, letting me know that you need me. But also, it's an advertising tool. You know what I mean? Right. When I started doing the bat signal, my recognition, my SEO went through the roof. Now, most of the time when I show up to a crime scene, people already know who I am. You know, and that's just making my job easier that because it's like if you're just kind of like a regular everyday criminal, you're just going to drop you're just going to drop your weapons and run. You're going to be like, it's the bat and you run. You know what I mean? That's impressive. You, you have a lot of uh, a lot of word of mouth, I think, from that. Seems- my word of mouth is great, is really good. And I and I try to remember that, like after you save someone and they're like shocked, they're in tears. It's just like that's the good time to remind them like, hey, give me a like, give me a follow, subscribe if you can, you know? So do so is it true, you know, we earlier talked about how expensive all of your equipment was and, right, and I'm liking right. and following you right now. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that true? Like, you know, you spend hundreds of millions of dollars on this. Oh, it's billions, game. Bill. It's billions. Billions, it's billions Bill. Okay. I, I feel terrible. It, I would, I have money so many times over to fix the crisis that, we are seeing with the water and Flint, but it's like, I need new back gloves, you know? So it's just like, it's, it's terrible, but that's just the reality. I, I don't know if that has to be the reality. It seems like you well, could say, Bill, that. how am I going to go outside without my gloves? Gotham is always cold. How am I going to punch if I don't have like these $40 million gloves? My, you know I, what I mean? I feel like you could pull that off. You can borrow my gloves here. You want these gloves? No, it's wrong. The night, the night calls me. No, I need my gloves to punch. Well, well, Batman, um, you know, how do you, how do you know so much about uh, uh, all these villains and the, the, the crime going on? Do you have any sort of resources that you use to? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Twitter's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like I'll check Twitter and I'll just kind of like search my area, like Gotham, just kind of seeing what's popping off. You know what I mean? And then that's kind of like, well, you know, to be fair, though, Bill, uh, we were talking about things that I've bought that are really expensive, really pricey. I have a supercomputer paid about four billion dollars for the supercomputer It's really great. Um, It's handheld where I can like hook it up to a larger monitor in Mm. my bat cave. I can also take it with me, hook it up to the Batmobile. So like a a phone, like a smartphone. No, it's a supercomputer. No, Bill, we're not talking about a telephone. You put like change into that, call collect. Excuse me. No, it's not that at all. Okay. I'm talking about I'm talking about a supercomputer. So what I mean is I get in my I get in my Batmobile, right? Mm-hmm. I just say where I want to go. I say, take me to where the crime's happening. And then like uh, a really nice voice gives me like step by step directions on That's how to get GPS, there. That's GPS, Batman. That's Listen uh, to me. It's a supercomputer. Is a super, how about this, Bill? Does your supercomputer do this? Uh-huh. If I if I'm like on a crime scene, right, and like the Riddler leaves behind a clue, mm-hmm. all I got to do is take that clue, and if it mentions like a place like the Alhambra, right? At first, I didn't know that the Alhambra was based in Spain, so I took I, so I took it to my supercomputer, 
and I typed in what what is the Alhambra, right? Yeah, I could do and that. I got, any, all, I think I got all this info. Any smartphone can do that, Batman. I no, it's it. a supercomputer, Bill. It's a su- fine, Bill. How about this? How about this, Bill? Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon, whenever he wants to contact me, or Alfred, 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 whenever Alfred wants to contact me, he just hits some buttons, boop, 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 and then he, his face pops up. That's FaceTime. You're describing FaceTime, which is... A- I, have, I, feel, I am the knight. <laughs> I am the knight. Well, Batman, I, Batman, we've really enjoyed having you here. You know, we we brought you some uh, uh, a couple of snacks here. I hope you like uh, chocolate and a, a burger. And wondered, would you mind? It's not something we normally do, but would you mind uh, saying grace as we prepare sure. for our meal? Every eye closed, every head bowed. We thank. We want to give thanks for this food, for sustenance to bring justice and to bring on the night. May this cheeseburger. Wait, is this, is this bad cow? It is. Did you feed me? Did you feed me bat cow? Tune in no. to the next, uh, uh <laughs> next time y'all. Uh, sorry, Batman. No! <laughs> this has been ridiculous news. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.